Hey, 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 welcome to the Startup and Thrive podcast. We exist to serve eventual entrepreneurs because no one wants to start up and fail, at least not permanently. This is the how-to podcast for eventual entrepreneurs showing you how to not quit. I am your humble host, Charlene Sanders, affectionately known as CEO Charlene. Connect with me on social media to find out what the E really stands for. Today's episode is brought to you by True Identity, the standout t-shirt brand of choice for candid people just like you and me. The True Identity t-shirt of the month is, I am an entrepreneur, I start shit on purpose. When you know who you are and what you represent, you need a True Identity. Check out the collection at trueidentity.com. That's T-R-U-E-I-D-E-N-T-I-T-E-E dot com. Are you ready? Say you're ready. Okay, let's start the show. On today's episode, we speak with Ray Barney, a mission-driven professional and third-generation entrepreneur. Ray helps eventual entrepreneurs craft their resume as a personal marketing document using your transferable skills to brave the new world of becoming an entrepreneur. Ray shares her family's legacy as entrepreneurs in the west side of Chicago when they started Barney's Records during the Jim Crow era. Wow, Ray grew up knowing about the entrepreneur hustle early, so much so that she is now celebrating 10 years in business. While Ray enjoys her career as an HR professional, she does mention that impact, legacy, and purpose are most meaningful to her as it relates to what she leaves behind. In this episode, Ray and I cover not being afraid to grow. There's so much more to the show, but I will let you take a listen for yourself. Here's Ray Barney. What I really enjoy is helping professionals take their career to the next level. You got to go all in, you know, go for great. I'm a third generation entrepreneur. Born and raised in Chicago, my family had a business called Barney's Records, and my grandfather started the business out of the trunk of his car. In the time of the Jim Crow era, no one is putting fear in you. You're putting fear in yourself. What impact am I leaving on the world? Ray, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your, a little bit of your startup journey and your company. Is it Optimal Placement Services? Did I get that right? Yes, it is. Oh, Thank you. Wonderful. So tell us, tell us all at first, tell us about Ray. So Ray, Ray is a mission-driven, passionate HR professional who just happens to have a business that offers career coaching, that offers resume development that offers uh, interview preparation and everything. It's a, really a full-service HR concierge service. Um, and at my, at my, what I really enjoy is helping professionals take their careers to the next level. Them realizing, you know, they have so much, so much endless potential, but you want to make sure that it's marketed and it's packaged correctly. So working with uh, professionals, uh, who are, you know, driven and really want, want to see more results. So that's what I really enjoy doing. Who doesn't want to see more results? I like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if, if we're going to do it, we might as well do it right, correct? Yeah, we just got to go all in, you know, go for great. Okay. And you know what? 
I'm sure um, success leaves clues to the extent that there had to be a reason that you saw this need. Like what changed your career profession as an HR professional into wanting to do more outside the lines of the employee realm? So I really saw where, uh, you know, I used to do a lot of recruiting. So I really saw where a lot of applicants were coming into the organization with, you know, resumes that, you know, were not polished, that did not, were not able to, uh, uh, so I was, see the resumes, then I would talk to the applicant and I was like, oh, you're, what you're saying does not in line, does not uh, line up with your resume. There's so much that you're, you're, you know, I'm thinking to myself, of course, I wouldn't tell, tell these applicants, but I'm thinking to myself, you're telling me so much in this phone interview and this phone screening that's not reflective on your resume. You're selling yourself short because your marketing document that's supposed to get you into the organization, you really could have got, be, been going after manager or supervisory experience uh, positions, but your resume speaks to an entry-level professional. You know, so, I was going to say, you just said something that is key that I never thought about as far as a resume. You said your marketing document. I honestly don't know that I've ever heard that term before, but it makes all the sense in the world. I always say this is the document that pre that presents that presents to an employer or that is representing you prior to you getting to the phone interview. So, you know, it is that marketing and sales document. And we, I really feel like professionals just look at themselves as sales professionals. When you are in these uh, in the interviews, phone screening processes, you're trying to sell yourself and you have to be confident in your marketing document. I love that. I love that. That makes all the sense in the world. So now let's um, take it a step further. How does that translate to career branding and entrepreneur consulting? Because as entrepreneurs, we don't typically have what you call a resume. We may have, you know, uh, the uh, skills, or excuse me, the knowledge, skills, and abilities um, type profile, but how does that translate to what you do for entrepreneurs? So what I do for entrepreneurs is a lot of times I have their business, I call it a business resume. I call it, uh, because a lot of people are starting their businesses based on knowledge, skills, and abilities that they already have. Um, a lot of people who are, you know, who are uh, doing marketing and PR, their background is in marketing and PR, and they've kind of translated, you know, creating a business behind the, behind the skills and experience that they have. So I always say, let's look at your business resume. Let's look at your business por your business portfolio. Let's look at your business biography. So I feel like those are your business documents when you're a a professional and you're converting into being an entrepreneur, looking at those documents that really help people to buy into your business because you already have the skills and knowledge from your professional life that you're creating, creating for your business. And, and let's go back because what I recognize in listening to how eloquently you talk about this, there had to be a journey through all this. Did you grow up in Chicago? How did your career progress from who you were then as far as your um, initial career journey to who you are now as this dynamic entrepreneur helping us get our stuff together. Awesome. Well, thank you for calling me dynamic. I received that. <laughs> um, one thing I will say, I grew up, I'm a third generation entrepreneur. So I grew up around entrepreneurs. My family, um, I'm born and raised in Chicago. My family had a business 
called Barney's Records, which was on the west side of Chicago. And my grandfather started the business out of the trunk of his car was in the time of the Jim Crow era where black businesses, you know, it was hard for black businesses to, uh, to succeed, to thrive, to be created. But what he did was he sold R&B and blues music out of the trunk of his car. From that, he, he had a storefront called Barney's Records. From the storefront, he ended up creating a wholesale company, uh, Barney's Records, that also uh, that sold to the Mama's Hop stores in Chicago. The flat, uh, so uh, if anyone out there is familiar with uh, uh, the Chicago Mama's Hop uh, music scene, so these are like your Fletcher's Records of Chicago. In Chicago, this is your um, George's Music Room. This is your um, your uh, music work. You know, music work. So a lot of these uh, Mama's Hop stores, uh, Coop's Records, a lot of these mom and pop um, stores, uh, record stores, actually bought from my father and grandfather's business, Barney's Records. So he was a wholesaler, and he would get deals from major distributors like your Warner Brothers, your Epics, your major music companies. He would uh, he would actually uh, uh, get deals off of, um, buy from them, He and became a distributor for these major music uh, companies to sell you know, I just think about in the heyday, you know, uh, the the Michael Jacksons of the world, the you know, the uh, the Tony Braxton Braxtons of the world, you know. So a lot of these artists would come to uh, my grandfather and father's uh, store to do insert, to do in sales and and, um, and and promote their CDs and sign autographs. So when I just think about where I've come from um, and and always being around business minded. You know, black men, which you don't really see a lot of. You never, you don't see that. So I just grew up with knowing about the hustle, uh, being energized with the hustle, always, you know, growing, always, you know, always just trying to, um, just always seeing them think about what's next, what's next, what's next. And uh, as a professional, I've always thought about what's next, what's next. I remember um, my first job out of college, I worked as a, um, I worked at Accenture HR Services as a uh, as a team representative, and all I was really responsible for was doing was taking calls from like field HR representatives, like kind of like triaging employee calls. And I just think about from that point to now, I'm in an HR management position um, with one of the uh, one of the top healthcare uh, organizations um, in Chicago. So I just think about my journey as even a professional, but also my journey as an entrepreneur. I had my business. I started my business over 10 years ago out of the need that I saw your professionals really, you know, really, you know, were not selling themselves, were cutting themselves short, you know, were not negotiating offers when they get to the table, when they get to these, uh, when they get to the offer stage. And really saw the need to, you know, help counsel and coach professionals, seeing that need and, and really trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to help? You know, how can I leverage the knowledge that I have in helping professionals? There's two things that come to mind. Well, actually, there's three. One, I can tell you're very passionate about what you do, which I love. Definitely. Two, that's an amazing legacy. Like, that is an amazing legacy, the degree to which you stand on father and grandfather's shoulders and such a you know i use the i'll use the word dynamic again but the story the story mm-hmm. behind your entrepreneurial journey is 
is is deep and it's rich and it's it it seems like there's so much more beyond that being a music lover being a person who just got at least 400 vinyl records from my mother albums and records that literally date back to like the early 1900s i i really love the story that you're telling right now and then the other thing um, that came to mind is while you were working for a major company or corporation love your job still love your job and love what you do you still allowed that entrepreneurial side of you to come out and do something beyond again that box that we tend to fit in as employees as if what we do there nine to five day to day is kind of all we can do or that defines us what made you decide i'm going to continue to do great here but I'm going to branch out and do something on my own because there's a need that I recognize can't be fulfilled in the office that I sit in. That's not my role here. And I'm going to get a little spiritual for you right now because I just think about like, you know, because I think about what impact am I leaving on the world? Okay, here I am, nine to five. I'm making a corporation, you know, uh, it's a billion dollar corporation. So I'm making them money. I'm helping them with processes and, and implementing, you know, best practices. But what what am I leaving to my community? What impact am I, what, what is my legacy? Can you say Ray Barney, she was able, you know, to, to reach thousands, to reach millions of people with providing them career strategies. And she, she made a difference. What can I do to make a difference? And I always just say, uh, I love this quote by the Dalai Lama. I always just always repeat it. But it is about you be the change that you want to see in the world. What are you doing to be that change? What are you, what can you know? What are you what are you doing every day to grow someone to help develop someone? Because when you think about living a mission driven life and you're passionate about the work that you're doing, you're impacting the masses. So. I think about legacy. Yeah. I just think about impact and legacy are the biggest things I think about. And that's what drives me. That's what motivates me. That's what makes me want to work into the wee hours in the morning and then have to get up and be at work at 8 o'clock or 8.30. You know, that's what drives me. That's what makes me want to do this work. And that's why I will continue to do it because it's beyond me. It's not, not for me. It's about doing God's work. Right. It's bigger than you. And that's why I use the term, how do I exist to serve? At some point, you recognize that your life is not just about you. You're meant to do something great. I personally believe there's something, there's some charge that all of us were given. And it's our duty to seek that out and figure that out and find that out. And oftentimes when you think life is getting hard and getting tough and, you know, what your life is really trying to do, in my opinion, is squeeze you to say, hey, there's something that you meant to do. Either it's going to force you to make a hard stop or it's going to push you into the realm that you need to go in, even if you go kicking and screaming or try not to go at all. But it sounds to me like you recognize that there was a call on you to do more, play bigger, and kind of be strategic, like you said, in defining your legacy of what you're leaving to your community. Yes, and I just think about purpose. And I thank God that 
he revealed to me my purpose early on in life. Like, Ray, you are sent here to help people. Like, that is what I need you to do. I need you to help my people. I need you to help restore them. I need you to help motivate them. I need you to help guide them. I need you to help lead them. And I take that very seriously. Like, when you know, and 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 I, you know, and I pray that if there's anybody listening that is, like, searching for their purpose in life, just really pray about it and ask God to reveal it to you because once you have once you know what your purpose is, it will just help just propel you and it will just help encourage you and help just really reignite, constantly reignite that passion and flame that's in you. And it just helps you know that like this is why I'm here and it gives you that and it you know, it just helps uh, helps you to just stay grounded also. Absolutely. Now let me ask you this because um what is the saying to much whom is given much is expected once we recognize the call in our lives once we recognize what we're supposed to do whether you take that into the entrepreneur realm or not there's always challenges that comes with doing what you're supposed to do and being who you're supposed to be in your entrepreneurial journey specifically as it relates to your business what challenges have you found have you overcome rather or experienced along the way i would tell you some of the challenges and i always just say a lot of times it's fear and no one is putting fear in you you're putting fear in yourself so the fear of growing i know i'm actually experiencing that right now in my in my business i was just talking to someone about you know wow like my business is you know i'm getting a lot more referrals and i'm it's almost like you get scared you get scared of growing but why are you scared of growing maybe that means that you need to hire another consultant to work with you don't be scared of growth because Obviously, people are seeing great things in you, and, and they're and they're wanting to tell their friends, to tell their family members. Because I really don't do a lot of promotion, and don't be scared of growth. Growth is expansion, and growth means that you're getting the word. Uh, someone is referring you, and you're getting the word out. So, um, I think that that's what stifles a lot of entrepreneurs, and that's one of the challenges that I'm facing is that fear of growth and expansion. Another challenge that I think I I have faced as an entrepreneur is not feeling like we're being recognized. So in Chicago, they you know people have a lot of awards and a lot of celebrations and you know a lot of highly you know they highlighting a lot of a lot of people. But when you're not highlighted and you're not celebrated, don't let that dampen you and your and your self esteem. And because you know that you're do, you're doing some great things in the community, you know you know you're doing great work. Don't allow what people may not think of you for you to feel like you're not great and you're not worthy of any awards or accomplishments or celebrations. It's just not your time yet, and it's okay. It's not your time yet, and your time will come. So don't let people's perceptions dictate how you feel about you, yourself, and your business. And, you know, it's okay. So uh, let's let's talk about what would you do or how do you handle a – new entrepreneur that comes to you in in terms of your entrepreneur consulting or your business resume creation you know i was thinking about this as i I was uh, researching your information for this podcast i absolutely hate updating my resume it is one of the most painful experiences and i know me better than anyone how do you have it in you people like yourself who do resumes uh, for people professionally and who update them and look at them, 
I just don't understand. God didn't give that to me. That's how I know this is not He did not give that to me. How do you actually spend the time, literally have the ability to read someone's resume and recraft it, but not just recraft it, but recraft it to the extent that it's very authentic. And what I mean by that is anybody can create an image for you. Anybody can put some pretty words on a page, use some big words, and make you stand out in a way that is ex the exact opposite of the scenario that you gave to us earlier, which was the person's resume not reflecting how brilliant they were able to um, articulate their experience when you were talking to them. How do you ensure that you are true to creating the person's, or no, enhancing the person? according to who they authentically are and according to what their experience truly is. How do you do that in, in such a short span? So I always have, I love these conversations that I have with clients. I call them career coaching consultation sessions. So this is my initial session with a professional or, or business um, business owner uh, and just really trying to, you know, dig, dig in deeper. So this is really like a phone interview that I'm doing with them. You know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little, tell me more about your skills and experience, but also tell me what you're passionate about. Tell me what drives you. Tell me what motivates you. Because a lot of that is, is not what's in the resume. When I'm having these 30, 45 minute consultations with, with my clients, I'm digging that out of them so that I can put it into the resume so I can update the resume so that I can update their business biography so that I can update their business resume and really you know, uh, hear what they're really saying to me so I can put it in there. So I take, you know, the time to really speak and speak to my clients and really ask them those questions and really, you know, seek more information. Anyone has worked with me, I, you know, I'm like, you know, tell me a little more about this. And I know you said this, but, you know, tell me a little, uh, uh, let's dig a little deeper in this area because I really feel like this is a great area that I want to come out in your resume. When I think about it, I'm really kind of doing a little more surgery, right? So <laughs> I'm going in, I'm looking at the initial case, but then I'm saying, oh, you know, oh, I didn't know this was over here. Oh, I'm going to have to dig a little deeper over here. Oh, I'm going to have to move this space out, you know, a little. So I'm really going in and, and doing that surgery so that it, so that, that finished product is the result of, of what I really see that this person is. And, and that's why I really enjoy working with my clients because I'm able to identify to them and, and really reveal to them something that they always saw in themselves that was never put down on paper. And, and that's really what the final result is. And I've had people call me and meet with me and be in tears and say, Ray, oh my gosh, I never saw myself in this light until you put it, until you put this in words, until you until I saw saw this physically. I never saw myself like this. Because of you, I've seen people's confidence levels like, you know, go from you know, fifty to a hundred. I mean, just like people's entire mindset has changed and their and how they feel about themselves has changed because they have this document that they feel confident about and they're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. Do you attribute that to your communications background or to your HR background? You know what? I think both. I think everything that I've I've done professionally and and also spiritual work that I'm doing on myself has been what I've needed to help me in my business. Got you. Because anytime you can... <sighs> 
help someone else see themselves in a completely different light. Right. It makes me think more of the psychoanalytical or psychology aspect of communications. Yes. Um, but and that's actually my undergrad degree is in psychology. So that so so that kind of plays in that. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes all the sense in the world. So now um, let's use an actual real world scenario. If you've gotten a new entrepreneur and this individual wants you to help them to rebrand themselves, they don't want they want to highlight what they have accomplished um, working for someone else, but it's really now about them creating their own brand and putting that together. How do you do that, and how does career branding and personal branding either come together, or how are they different? And I feel like you can do a merge. So um, professional branding is definitely for the entrepreneur, but... And a career branding, you know, is definitely for your professional that's really looking just to advance in their career. But I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you have to merge both of them. So when I'm working with the entrepreneur, I, I say, okay, let's take what you've done in your career and put that into your personal brand. So let's look at those transferable skills. So let's just say hypothetically, I work with a, a lot of professionals who are like in marketing and advertising and sales. So let's say say that you were a marketing specialist. Now you're, you're working on your marketing PR business. Let's look at those skills that you had as a marketing specialist. And now let's put those skills into your you know, professional brand for for your business. So as a marketer, uh, marketing specialist, you do a lot of brand development. You do a lot of business development. You do a lot of uh, relationship building. That is going to be, those skills are going to be so key in your business that we, now we need to transfer those skills and add them to your business biography, to your business brand, to your, your business branding strategy. It's all about connecting those and transferring those skills. So I think that's the biggest thing with entrepreneurs. When you have all of that career experience, what skills are will you transfer and put into your business and that's going to help your business, help you to launch your business? Okay. That's the key. Like you said, a lot of the same information just retooled differently based on who your new audience is going to be. Correct, correct. Gotcha. As it relates to, you know, working with people in your your journey on the entrepreneur realm, what have you attributed to understanding your, I want to say understanding your life better or your life plan better because you are an entrepreneur. I tell people all the time that when you are an entrepreneur, it's not just about saying I need to save up or you're leaving to become an entrepreneur. I need to save up six months and just, you know, go hustle, hustle, hustle. I think it's a lot deeper than that. What has the entrepreneur journey taught you about life planning in general as far as whether it's about your money, whether it's about uh, relationships or crucial conversations that you've had to have, whether it's about you, like you said, having to be a little bit sleep deprived sometimes because you work a little bit later. How has your mindset had to grow or strengthen as it relates to you deciding to do more in your life as an entrepreneur? That is a great question. And it's so interesting. I was speaking to 
someone that's a part of our uh, EAP team at my, at my office, she said, it's not work-life balance anymore. It's work-life harmony. How are, is everything going to work together? It, you know, gone are the days of work-life balance. When I think about how does everything kind of like gel together, and I really, I think it's just about knowing your priorities. I just, I'll tell you, you know, to be a little transparent, like right now I'm really working I'm working on my business. I'm working it, you know, on, on my job, but I'm also trying to work more on my personal life and really trying to make sure that I'm putting time into those relationships that really matter to me. And maybe kind of putting more structure into my life where maybe, you know, um, Sunday Sunday afternoons or Sunday evenings, that was usually my work days, but maybe I'm using that time after church to go to brunch or to do a lunch or do a dinner. So really being more conscious of what are your goals and what are your priorities in your life and are there people in your life that you need to spend a little more time with? What type of goals do you have? Well, I think it's going to be different for every entrepreneur, but I think, you know, you just have to figure out where are you right now in your personal life and your career and your business and what, you know, what needs your attention. So do you know what it looks like now a little bit further down the road once you've had a chance to experience both dynamics of being a professional, wanting to continue to advance in your career, as well as wanting your business to thrive and grow and scale and stretch and be able to help more people. But can you kind of pinpoint, I know you said what the why was behind you starting your business, but... What gave you the courage to just step out and do optimal placement services to open your doors? Like, what gave you that courage to say, you know what, I'm just going to do it? Because a lot of us understand that we have a talent. A lot of us even understand that we have a call. But a lot of us say, no, I'm not going in that direction. That's going to be hard. What gave you the courage to do this in the beginning? And I'll tell you, it actually came out of a need, a need, a financial need, actually. I was at my first HR manager position where I literally built a HR department from the ground up. They had no HR when I got there. And I had been there for five years. And do you know, the five years I was there, I did not get a raise for four years. It was a small business. And I said, Ray, you've got to do something to create additional income for yourself. And I really believe in multiple streams of income. To have that the resume business and the career services business is the most, you know, this seems like the most, it makes the most sense right now. And I'll tell you, before my business was called Optimal Placement Services, it was actually called Resume Respect Services because all I did at that point was do resume updates when I first started the business. But then I say, Ray, you need to do more and you need to offer more. So that's where Optimal Placement Services came from. However, but that why it came out of uh, you need to do something to make additional income because you're not getting it from your full time. And I'll also tell you, in that four years that I didn't get my raise, I also went to uh, grad school. I went to Northwestern and got my um, master's in communications. I was doing a lot to make sure that when I went back out in the job uh, market, I could ask for, for that raise that I needed and I could have the credentials to back that up also. So I'm in year 10 now. Year 10, how about that? So you yes. have made the leap, whereas they say some businesses don't last three years, well, one year, then three years, then five, but now you're beyond, you You know, you're in year 10, so congratulations yes. for that. Thank you. That. <laughs> so Thank speaking you. of that, what does the future of optimal placement services 
looks like as it relates to like customer acquisition. I know you said two things. You said you're getting a lot more referrals, but you also said you don't do a lot of promoting. How do you intend to scale your business? Oh, that's a great question. So I'm actually looking at, um, you know, bringing in some consultants this year to to help with um, to help with the uh, the increased um, sales. Um, and just in, like I was saying, just knowing that, you know, uh, I'm trying to do a little more in my personal life. Sometimes you just have, have to, you know, bring in help and support. You can't be everything to everybody. Superwoman. You know, I, I've, had, I've had the, you know, I have the case, I have the pendant, I have the trophy. Okay, been there, done that. The future is I really want to do more uh, more speaking engagements. I'm working on a book right now. Um, I'm really just working on how to get to the masses. I feel like I've done a lot of work with individual clients, but I really want to do more, you know, workshops and more you know, more have those more opportunities to reach reach more people. One to many instead of one to one. Correct, correct, yes. correct. That's the transition I had to make. I I love my consulting short stint that I had because, like yourself, I saw that there was a need. I saw that there were certain things that I can do, skills that I can monetize that, quite frankly, weren't being utilized at my job. And I recognized that because I tended to do two very different things outside of work and at work but it led me you know here where I'm supposed to be but that's the one thing I recognize with the consulting one-to-one it is a lot of time it's a lot of effort it, it can become stagnant in the sense that you put all of your eggs in one basket you don't know whether or not you and that client are a good fit long term which translates to you don't know what your money looks like <laughs> so uh, you know that was a a big deal for me to recognize you've got to find your way to translate what you can do for one person to getting that message across to more people are a lot more intentionally connecting with you, you know, on, on a deeper level. And that's why I apply what you're doing because you're reaching the masses, you know, with, with your podcast and, and being able to help people. So I really apply the work that you're doing because you are thinking next level. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And and the reason one of one of the reasons why I asked you what gave you the courage to step out there is it sometimes is difficult and scary to decide to use your voice. And we like to know what we're doing matters. I'm driven by the fact that I know that what I'm doing makes sense. In the beginning I had to have a conversation with myself to say, listen, your voice matters, motivating and telling people you can do more, you can be more, to use your voice in a platform where there's a bigger megaphone, that's a different, you know, that's a different beast. So just like you mentioned, I applaud the fact that you are wanting to bring additional people on. That to me is another big, big step when your brand becomes bigger than yourself. Right. And one thing I also wanted to share was having a supportive group of, you know, women like your your tribe behind you is so important. Some girlfriends who are really serious about our businesses. We're starting a mastermind group uh, in Chicago, and we're really excited about this. We have to keep each other accountable. You know, and I love this, like, Black Girl Magic movement. I really do, because it's really, it's really allowing 
for black women to be very transparent with each other and say, I need you as my sister to help me. I need your support. I need you to to push me. I need you to support me. Requesting that and asking that, and I feel like in that request and that ask, people, we're, we're coming together unlike anything I've seen before, and I'm so excited about it um, because I feel like uh, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, a lot of times it's like, this is my business. I'm not going to tell you about what's going on in my business, but you have to. Like, we have to be open. Yeah. And you're right. There is definitely a shift that's occurring right now and I love the way you as far as the black girl magic component but what I think a lot of people outside are looking at the black girl magic piece from the outside looking in that while we're saying black girl magic is a big thing and it matters to us and we have to do everything we can to use empower and participate in that it doesn't mean anti anything else doesn't mean um, it means that I need it all but I definitely need it from those who understand experience and get my journey better than anybody else because they look like me and we have we just have different you know um experiences but we are here to say in that black girl magic component if, if our magic is sprinkled throughout everybody wins exactly and that's where diversity comes in too yeah yeah absolutely i know we're kind of getting a little bit long um with this but I love it uh, and I hope you you have the time to stick with me let's talk about LinkedIn I've noticed now LinkedIn is starting to do commercials that's actually geared towards the entrepreneur they're letting people know it's not just about the professional career person there's a place for you here as well on LinkedIn if you're an entrepreneur you're trying to link up with other entrepreneurs startups freelancers whatever this is the place to meet regardless of who you are, what you do, what industry you operate in. Do you help individuals with their LinkedIn profiles? Oh, yes, I do. And it's so interesting. I went to a, a, a Google digital coaching um, workshop uh, not too long ago, and they were talking about how you should really have a business page for business where people can find you on LinkedIn and you can network with other, you know, entrepreneurs. But I really, I look, like what you said, I love the way that LinkedIn is, is now realizing that, you know, you have professionals who are entrepreneurs and you have entrepreneurs who are, you know, solo, solo, solo practitioners also, but we have to create that space for both. So now you said at this event, they actually encourage having a separate account? separating the two because I thought that was an issue that LinkedIn had before want you to have two different profiles well she uh well one of the um the experts said if you if I'm looking for a new position and they see oh but she also has a business you might not want a new employer to see that probably but you do want to have a page for your business that's all you do is talk about your business and you promote your business on LinkedIn and you connect with people could possibly be clients of your business let me, let me get straight because I just want to make sure I'm hearing this correctly because this was something that I uh, grappled with when you say another business page you are still seeing a different completely different profile different username or are you saying a business page that's tucked underneath your already existing profile well, to my understanding, I believe it's a new business page that's separate from your personal page because that's what they were finding that a lot of people didn't want to have it linked. Yeah, and like I said, that's what I grappled with because 
because yeah. if I was transitioning from my uh, job, I didn't want people to know what it is I was right, doing. Right, right, right. I didn't want the same things to come up as far as everything being driven by that job. That's right. what you get on your feed. Um, so right. That's good. So how do you help people um, with their LinkedIn pages? Is, is it similar to an electronic business resume? You know what? It's, it's similar It's similar in the fact that I work to have those career coaching consultations or business coaching consultation calls to figure out what's, what's the strategy behind that. So I think each uh, person I work with is completely different, but it is definitely taking a lot of what is on a business resume and incorporating it in to the LinkedIn profile, but just really kind of making it stand out. And I always just encourage any professional entrepreneur to have like that professional headshot um, a lot of times you can, you know, work with a lot of these freelance photographers um, to to get that professional headshot. I think that speaks up, speaks volumes when you have that professional headshot. Another thing that I'm seeing a lot with business professionals is creating business blogs and uploading them to to your LinkedIn feed and LinkedIn accounts. I think those are, you know, because really LinkedIn, you you, you want to be the expert in whatever field and industry you're in and LinkedIn just gives you that opportunity to promote and share content. I think it's just phenomenal how people have been able to leverage LinkedIn to help them with their with their branding. Okay, cool. So real quick, do you have two people that you feel like other people need to know about them? Other entrepreneurs, other professionals, how another poured into your life, whether they are virtual mentors and you don't know them intimately and you just watch them follow their career, not necessarily on Oprah because I think everybody follows Oprah. It's two people that others may not know of because they've never come across their radar or just two people close to you that have acted as great mentors to you and also they have a platform that other people can, can look at or tap into. Yeah, so I'll tell you two people who are just doing some phenomenal things in their personal friends and colleagues. One person, her name is Athena Montgomery, A-S-E-N-Y-A, Montgomery, and she is the founder of I Can Collective, and I Can Collective is all about serving as a support and a connection point for entrepreneurs for professionals who are really looking to advance in their careers and she's just uh phenomenal her linkedin page is phenomenal her her branding is phenomenal i mean she's all over social media so i just think she's just doing some wonderful things and definitely someone you know you say like people to watch like she will be <laughs> and um one other person his name is tim jones and he's just doing a lot when I was talking about the, the blog, he's doing a lot of blogs, um, LinkedIn. I've you know taken some advice from him. Tim Jones, he does a lot, a lot of speaking on diversity, and he's also an executive director in Chicago for um, a major nonprofit. You know, de- definitely people who are really have very strong business branding, great content. Definitely, people. I definitely stay uh, stay close to watching. Okay, and one last question to close it out. This is my signature question that I ask of everyone that I interview. If you had the opportunity to talk to your old self or your future self, who would it be and why? I would talk to my future self because I always just say, 
everything that happened in the past is the past and I've learned from it. And I don't want to go back. I just want to, I want to be moving forward. So future stuff, I would just say, you know, keep reaching the stars. I would just really just, you know, motivate them and even motivate, just keep, keep them, keep them encouraged and just know that in times like these, you have to encourage yourself. Do not wait for past. Do not wait for your friends and family to do it. You do it for yourself. You have to always, just keep moving forward, keep propelling forward, knowing that the sky is a limit, knowing that anything can happen, knowing that blessings are on the move, knowing that everything will, will work itself out. Just have the faith and believe. I mean, just really just speaking, just, just all kind of like positivity and encouragement and just say, keep going. You almost there. You almost there. You got to keep. So I would just uh, speak to my future self, but it would be in the form of just constant motivation and inspiration. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, Ray, thank you so much for taking your time to talk to the Startup and Thrive podcast for eventual entrepreneurs. As I say, uh, my goal with this podcast is to help and show eventual entrepreneurs how to not quit so i seek out people who i know have something to add value to that conversation good luck with everything that you are looking to do full disclosure ray and i are members of alpha kappa alpha sorority Inc. (laughs) and i mentioned that not just because we're phenomenal women yes we are i mentioned that because you have to tap into your network of individuals who are doing similar things that you are doing. If you have a network out there, utilize that network to your best ability. Help push your colleague, coworker along if you all operate in the same space, even if that same space is not direct industries per se. Well, I don't need any reason to put AKA up on the pedestal, but I'm just saying, I've seen Ray constantly, constantly looking to connect our members intentionally and she was one that i had my eye on to be included on the podcast so i thank you ray for saying yes thank you and i thank you for the opportunity it means a lot to me and i don't take this for granted and i just thank god for working in your life and i know that you're going to be doing great things thank you so much all right well have a great day and again thank you so much for being a part of the show That's a wrap, guys. That's another episode in the books, done and done. Thank you so much for joining us for the Startup and Thrive podcast. We really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe, like, love, recommend, and share the podcast with other eventual entrepreneurs who are trying to create their fulfilled lives. If you want to know a little bit more about the podcast, please visit courageandcandor.org forward slash podcast. That is our startup community of entrepreneurs, of giving entrepreneurs. And of course, if you want to learn a bit more about me, you can go to charlenelsanders.com. There you'll find what inspired me for the day, what I'm working on, and all about my other startups. Again, thank you guys for joining us today. We look forward to the next time. Don't make this time your last time. We'll see you soon. Have a great day. Peace and blessings. Matter of fact, make it a great day.